Welcome to the international podcast, You Need to Hear This Sis. My name is Fly Girl TW, and uh, yes, folks, it's been a minute, but we are back, y'all, closing out National Mental Health Month. I am here with my lovely co-host, Ms. Terry Davis. Hey. Terry, say what's up to the folks. What's up, sister girlfriends? I am so glad that we are back, and it's been a minute. Yes, it has, Fly, but guess what? We got a jam-packed agenda for you guys today, and uh, just can't wait to get back in the saddle again. We miss you guys. So, you know, um, as I mentioned, it's Mental Health Month, and we've yes. talked about doing something very specific to men for quite some time. Mm-hmm. So, yes, while you need to hear this, sis, fellas, if you're listening, so do you. Yeah. So, Terry, can you just give us a rundown of um, some of the facts you found about men's mental health? Let's well, get into it. I mean, there's a lot going out there, you know. Uh, When it comes to mental health, and yeah, everybody, this month, May, we're coming up on the last of it, but it is uh, National Mental Health Month, uh, not only for men, but for all humans. You know, it's very important. I'm glad that we even have this uh, recognition to have a month, and you're starting to see more and more uh, commercials, advertisement, outreaches, job sponsoring, different services to help with people's mental health. You know, I see it in my job. You know, they're offering more ERD um, uh, resources, you know, to just make sure your mental health is in in check. Uh, But you were asking about some statistics. Sis, it's it's sad, but um, they tell us about 25% of African-Americans seek mental health, right? And that's compared to the 40% of white Americans, you know, and mainly because of the disparity of the health insurance. A lot of times we don't have health insurance in our communities. Uh, Not that we don't want it, uh, but uh, with the income and the jobs that we have and the cost and the rising cost of health insurance, we have to make a choice. Do I pay that premium or do I put that on the table? You know, and, and it really does come down to that in the streets. And so you go without that health care, but at the same time, you still need the health need, you know? Right. Uh, that creates a mental disparity, you know, not only for us women, but then now you're talking about men. Um, it's, it's bad enough that they have, again, the stigma of being the head of the household and not being able to provide. Mm-hmm. I mean, just think about it. You're a man, you want to take care of your family, but you don't have the resources, and the resources that you do have barely make it through. Right. You know? We focus so much on women's mental health. Um, and you mentioned mm-hmm. because of that stigma, you know, men are supposed to be strong mm-hmm. and, and get through everything. But guess what? With the same thing can be said about black women. We're also not supposed to be strong and have a, um, a whole sense of self, which is why this podcast initiated was for right. the, the mental health and wellness of women so that we can live our most authentic lives. Right. But we very rarely speak about why men's mental health is Mm -hmm. so important yeah and how can we as women live our most authentic life and we're in a world with men and not address the concerns and the needs of our men Men, that we live with right how how authentic can i be uh that i recognize everything that a woman needs to do and then i turn a blind eye and don't do my part with my brother. Well, because you know? because he's supposed to man up, right? Well, that's he's supposed what they say. to man that's up. What they say. But what does that mean? Yeah. Does that mean just going out, getting the paycheck, bringing mm-hmm. it home? 
does that mean being a whole healthy human being at home and mm-hmm. teaching his daughters mm-hmm. how to be respected by women, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, by men, and then teaching mm-hmm. their sons how to respect women and everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really just focus on black men supposed to go out there and provide, mm-hmm. but who is providing for his mental health? Um, what is he facing on a day-to-day basis in his place of employment where his <clears throat> masculinity is being challenged and then come home to someone where his masculinity is being challenged. Absolutely. It, it goes down to our, our two main pillars for you need to hear this, sis. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that self-identity crisis. Right. Uh, it goes so far back that if we don't recognize where we went off the rails, it's hard to get back on track. Right. And uh, with our men, you know, it does start out with us putting those, placing those uh, societal labels, you know, strong provider. Uh, you got to work. Men don't work. You don't eat. I mean, we all got to eat. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but right. there are some things that felt good as a society and all because it felt good. Let's look at what it produced. I'm, I'm one to challenge what we've done as a society that said that it was so good. Well, let's look at what it produced. What did it produce? It produced a lot of brokenness, a lot of masks, mm-hmm. and, and men don't feel uh, good about sit, standing up and say, yeah, I'm dealing with mental health. No, no, I can't do that because my homie's looking at me, or my right. buddies, or I got a young right. son, or I got a young brother, or, or somebody's looking at me. And so that image, like you said, that image. You know? Right. Well, I, I want to share some of the symptoms of mental health disorders in Please men, do. but these, mm-hmm. these also... So you need to hear this, sis. These are also for women, but these are particularly for men mm-hmm. so that we can help recognize it mm-hmm. and have some honest conversations when we recognize these symptoms in with the men mm-hmm. in our lives. And when mm-hmm. I say with the men in our lives, I'm not talking about just intimate partners. I'm talking about fathers, yeah. uncles, sons, cousins, whoever, whoever. So here's some of the symptoms. Anger, irritability, or aggressiveness, mm-hmm. uh, changes in mood, energy level or appetite, mm-hmm. uh, difficult sleeping or sleeping too much, mm-hmm. difficulty concentrating, feeling restless or edgy, increased worry or feeling stressed. And let me just put this next one out here because we think that uh, misuse of alcohol, drugs, or both are about just addiction. It starts with a lack of self-esteem, self-confidence, self-awareness, which Mm -hmm. is part of mental health and mental Mm -hmm. disorders. Um, Persistent of sadness or feeling hopelessness, uh, headaches, aches and pains, Mm -hmm. digestive issues, Mm -hmm. obsessive thinking or compulsive behavior, unusual thinking or behaviors that concern other people. So instead of just saying, well, uh, Jimmy just tripping. He just he's always been crazy. Mm-hmm. You know that that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the common ones of thoughts about death or suicide and any kind of suicidal attempts. If someone gets to that place, they've had a mental breakdown and it didn't just start two days ago. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, flyers. I'm listening to those symptoms and those uh, characteristics of someone suffering from mental. Uh, health issues a lot of those we like you said we put those as personal traits or family traits we we put some cute clothes on those things and and settle them in our roles in our family to make us feel okay it makes us you know I don't have to be so accountable because they 
they're all like that. His daddy was like that. His mm -hmm. son is like that. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, what is, is a contributing factor to make them like that? Especially if they're in my realm. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, that says a lot. If you're infectious, then women, this is how we too are uh, impactful in the men's mental health. Mm -hmm. What have you impacted them that for generations men in your family have done this? You know, maybe right. there's something that we've done, but it's just sad. Like you said, is that we, all of those things, y'all, they're not only just symptoms and for us to be, like you said, all because drinking and drugs or mm -hmm. whatever has become a norm for them and we're ready to point and say you're an alcoholic, but there could be a bigger issue, you know? Well, it's just, if we just stop. There are really, bigger issues. Yeah, um, a bigger there's issue. a reason why PTSD, that, that phrase was coined, and that's, it's for post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. And so that's not doesn't come about with someone who's healthy and whole and feeling great. And it's not just about and the symptoms aren't who, acute. They don't happen right, right then there. Right. They develop. And yeah. it's not just limited mm -hmm. to those who've been in the military. Right. You know, post-traumatic stress syndrome. We all have had some level Absolutely. of stress. Um, most of us have had Everybody. some trauma. Mm -hmm. Some of us all the way back to childhood. Absolutely. So we've got to remember that. Um, we need to remove these stigmas and increase the education around what it is, how we can help these men uh, in our lives without attacking their masculinity or their feminine, their femininity, their, their feminine side. Just allow people to be who they are authentically. And when we see some of these symptoms exhibited in, in these men in our lives, that we are open, willing, and ready to listen without judgment. Mm -hmm. Oh, you bring that that's very key because that's one of the main reasons why men don't open up about what they're feeling. Is because they're afraid of us one looking at them as less than a man. Why? Because we said it. Yeah. We've said it. Oh, you crying like a Oh, you, yeah. you acting like a Yeah. Oh, you can't keep a job. You We've said it. Oh, yeah. So you think they're not listening. Well, you know what? You kick a dog so many times. Right. You know, one after a while, it's not going to come around you too much, you know. And not to say that it's all our fault, but we're a contributing factor. So just like, you know, our environment and the job and how they, so are we in these men's lives. You know, how did we contribute? We started off as their mother. Yeah. We really did. Maybe their father wasn't around, but we started off as their mother. Maybe their mother wasn't around, but we started off as their father. So, you know, there's some things that we contribute to. So I'm with you in recognizing those and then being able to uh, make them okay to ask for the help. Because a lot of times it starts with you recognizing as much as we can see. You know, yeah. You can't force a door open. But it can start with you recognizing and stop slamming it so much, you know. Yeah. Um, Post-COVID, we know pre-COVID, men still very rarely talked about mental health. We're talking about some mm. of the reasons why uh, they don't openly speak about it. Um, but post-COVID, what are some of the options that they have to, to get help? There have been a lot of, us, I would say, creative ways men can get the assistance that they need. What are some of those things, Terry? Well, there's a lot of things. I mean, you, you think about, there's one that really sticks out to me because when you talk about men's mental health, I also think of these men when they were boys and when they were youth. Um, and a lot of times you think of 
uh, the things that we in this country have dealt with, all the mass shootings in schools, and, and then you think of the ages of these people that are, you know, committing these atrocities that needed so much help, and they're young men, you know, uh, not to say they aren't older, but we're starting to see a rise in that, and so the National um, Suicide Prevention Hotline saw the need still increase as long as they've been around there was still a need to be able to reach a population that they've seen more suicide rate which is in our young people so uh, and also with our young black people so um, whereas back in the day we didn't talk about we even and i'm gonna just put it out there it was like a stigma that that was a white person's uh disease to commit suicide well, it's not. It's not. It, it, it plagues us all, if not more so. And so what they did was they created a, a text line, uh, the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. And it's actually, you can get it from the palm of your phone. You know, you just text 988. And when you do that, a licensed professional, I mean, somebody that can really help, not somebody that's in your family who thinks that they went to school and took one class of psychology and now they're summing up everybody. They need this too. But the line will equip you with a clinician that, you know, if you don't want to speak with somebody, you can just text with somebody uh, and, and express how you feel and they'll be there for you. And guess what? The best thing about it, it is it's free of charge. So mm -hmm. when you need somebody to talk to, you know, and, and it's 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and as long as you need to text and speak with somebody, they are real individuals. They're not robots. Uh, they're trained, and they see the need that mental health, you don't, you can't afford it. You know, a lot of mental health professionals, they specialize. A lot of them are going for children's psychology, and a lot of them aren't available, and we don't have the insurance to pay for them. So right. this is one resource that young men, if you're feeling that you just you just can't take it and nobody understands, 988. That's all you have to do is type in 988 and text whatever, and it's protected. They will not, unless they feel that you would harm yourself, because the main thing is make sure you don't harm yourself or anybody around you. That's private information. Yeah. So. Well, some of you, um, yeah, so if you, if you, there's a couple other options for the 988. Mm -hmm. There's a live chat. So mm -hmm. if you're someone who yeah. likes to chat, there's a live yeah. chat. There's also um, Spanish speaking Absolutely. people who can assist you if Spanish is your primary mm -hmm. um, language. So, mm -hmm. so don't hesitate. They're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week across mm -hmm. the U.S. Um, I do also want to share, Terry, that there's a couple more options. So, mm -hmm. That's for people who, um, suicide and crisis lifeline, mm -hmm. like you said, but there's also a disaster distress hotline. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> this is um, closer to substance abuse and the mental health service administration and <clears throat> also open, excuse me, 24-7. <clears throat> and there is a phone number, 800-985-5990, or you can text that number mm -hmm. as well if you mm -hmm. don't want to speak to anyone mm -hmm. and of course there's the veterans crisis hotline um all ages and also you can you can text them or you can call 1-800-273-8255 as well as chat online with someone but i want to ask you because in your professional life <clears throat> you are privy to a lot of clinical trials that come out would you would you recommend men when there's drugs that are coming out for mental health treatments? Would you recommend that men participate in clinical trials? I'm just 
I've read an article and I'm, I'm seeing that sometimes there's a need for men to participate, but there's low participation rate. Yeah, yeah, it's that stigma. It still goes back to that stigma. When we're talking about mental, we're just now breaking the barrier of being open about this, about having, there's many a podcast now, Sirius XM, Sirius XM 104 is dedicated to mental health. So now we're starting to have a lot of more resources about it, but it's still that stigma of, do I want to do it? You know, how do I feel about myself being able to reach out to that number? You know, it's yeah. great there because a lot of these are expanding on resources that we've been having, but we're right. still seeing detriment. We're still seeing school shootings. We're still seeing uh, domestic violence increase. We're still seeing uh, uh, just crime in general, which stems from a mental health issue. So, um, Mm. It's, just so, it's just so much and you know there, there, there's something I want to bring up once, you, once we ahead. get past this but um, you were talking about the resources and a lot of times women we may have to be the one to step up for our son our uncle our mm -hmm. brother our, because of those stigmatism you know um, in your jobs a lot of time in your job they offer this free resources so get with your human resource department if you have this coverage they cover your family too so just as many corporations and especially since the uh, George uh, Floyd incident a lot of fortune 500 businesses did a major investment into ERG employee resource groups because of what we were experienced as a nation. So we were experienced that as a nation and, and we work for corporations. So, uh-oh, what do they do? So they got a lot of resources <clears throat> for you. So women, um, that's for you, but also for the men in your life. You know, right. use that, N know your resources and utilize them. Call them, call the group, call the read group, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Call your insurance provider. And a lot of times they can give you resources. Call your state's help hotline for indiana it's 211 find out what your state help hotline is and mm -hmm. they they can give you a lot of more yeah we at, at my company it's called eap but i think mm -hmm. every company i've had mm -hmm. it's been eap but but what's unfortunate is a lot of people don't know about it they don't know about and it. so therefore yeah. they don't utilize right. it but um generally speaking most companies who offer this will offer you and your family at least six sessions for mental health therapy um you know otherwise you got to use your insurance right but you have it maybe up to six six or eight sessions free but think about it this way they also offer services legal services in a lot of circumstances they offer um financial services like bankruptcy when you get to those stages where there's legal involved or your finances are involved guess what happens your mental health will likely depreciate you know so when you get to so as and you, you know men don't want to share that women we don't want to share that that kind of stuff either however um there's resources out there that are usually already included from your place of employment um you mentioned sons we are both mothers of sons so i want to ask you as a mother of a son who um either didn't have their father around or had an experience that wasn't what we would pick 
I would just say, mm-hmm. um, for mm-hmm. our sons, mm-hmm. how do we instill self-esteem and value in our little boys so that we can, as much as we can, mm-hmm. um, help them avoid mental illness and disorders? Now, some you can because some are chemicals. So mm-hmm. I understand that. But I think if we increase the self-esteem and self-awareness and self-love, that often can offset some of these other things that we're talking about. Yeah. How did you implement that with your son? Well, I think a key thing is is that you can't avoid mental health issues. There's not there's just no way. Everybody is dealing with a mental issue. How you deal with your issues mentally is your mental health. So we all got situations and I try to teach and show my son, you know, which I'm I'm thankful he knows, it's gonna happen. Yeah. That's just the way life is. I mean, um, and, and no matter how much you prepare, yeah, it feels good, but life has a way of throwing curveballs that I don't care if some of the most prestigious people couldn't have seen it coming. Mm-hmm. So how do you deal when these things happen? Um, a lot of it takes time and experience. Like, you know, not only raising your son, I have daughters and just, mm-hmm. you know, children in general, we can teach them so much, but life will have to take on most of the journey. You know, experience becomes the best teacher. So mm-hmm. uh, while I instill these and he say, yeah, mama, I understand. I know that he'll have to live it out in order to really come to fruition about how do you deal with your mental reaction to things? Okay, I'm going to tell you, he's into a a relationship right now. And one of the first things that I said when I met him and his significant other is, how do y'all do conflict resolution? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, because one thing for sure, y'all not going to like each other at some point in time. Right. (laughs) So how are y'all going to deal with that? When you start saying this, matter of fact, have y'all wrote down some of the worst qualities of each other and shared it with each other? Because, you know, a lot of times we want to write down the best qualities. And we as women, we take that that Kodak picture and we don't let it develop all the way. We see them just the way we are. But a lot of the frailty was already there. Same thing with us. We were bringing our baggage, but we put L'Oreal. We put, you know, (laughs) 1006 to get rid of the bumps. We put the girdle on and and we thought we presented our real self. We put a little extra lash. The best version of ourselves. The best version of what we think we want to be seen. Well, the same thing goes for our son. And guess what? They see us as women doing that. So they mimic that in their way. Mm -hmm. So it's a learning process, I must say, with me and my son still. But I, yeah. as I evolve, I think the best thing that we can do is live our most authentic life. Go back and make sure that we've become liberated from our emotional incarceration. Yeah. Go back and make sure that I re-identify who I truly am and become released from the self-identity crisis that I created for myself. That's the best mm-hmm. thing that I can do and I've learned that that's a lifelong thing. That's what powers this podcast yeah. is that it's not no one goal. That's why we gave them that first year and we're still on the same two subjects, yeah. you know? So, self-identity yeah. crisis and emotional, and emotional incarceration. incarceration. And you, you picked up exactly what I was putting down mm-hmm. because I said it in a way that people think People think that if you know who you are, if you feel good about who you are, then life is rosy. And that's not the case because I know for me, I'm living authentically. I also know that as a parent who at the time was not living authentically, that I did my very best to instill self-esteem, self-confidence, all these things in my son. And then at 19, uh, 
my world almost blew mm-hmm, up mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I thought I knew him completely, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what kind of pain my son, my right, own right. son was in. Right, right, And you right. know why? Because it was masked by that great sense of humor he has, yeah. that sense of humility, how he treats mm-hmm. people. I thought mm-hmm. he was good. Yeah. And then yeah. I realized he was not. Right, right. Um, and But then I also realized that depression is hereditary and uh, but and the sooner we can recognize these things and just own it the sooner we can help these young men and men in our lives seek the treatment that's necessary and i will say um i don't think that he will mind every single week he has his therapy session and he looks forward to those sessions every single week he does not miss a week because he understands that his growth is as important to him as it is to his daughter that he has as as it is to his mother and his grandmother and because he wants to be the healthiest whole version of himself for the people who surround him and you know what that's big of him because you know at the end of the day we need to just keep it real life is hard (laughs) life is not easy pretty much yeah life is hard when you want to do what's right why because every time you turn to do what's right things just mess up well, that's okay. How do I, does it change who you are? No, a lot of times we let our circumstances be like define us. And it doesn't. Right. It doesn't. All because I was in the ghetto. There's good people in the ghetto. Yep. Very good people <laughs> in the ghetto. Yeah. There's some people in the ghetto that I would trust with my life versus them that's up there in the mansion. Right. You know, so it's not about your circumstances and I think as the environment is not always you know what there's something on the horizon you know I don't know what it is it's like with this newer generation um coming back down to earth you know um hopefully that we're it's a a movement uh amongst Mm -hmm. human beings across the world even though it looks so catastrophic but still these things happen so that we can focus back on what's real that's why we're talking about mental health that's right. why you can, if you want to do the better help thing. Those commercials are out there Absolutely. all day. They're trained clinicians. We, as we always say, are not clinicians. We right. have none of this, but we are professors at living life. Right. And as we grow, what good is it if you don't share it? You know right. what I mean? Right. Uh, to empower you, again, uh, to stay on this journey, sis, and, and bro, of mm-hmm. living your most authentic life. Yeah, I am. Um, what better way? I want to ta- I want to <laughs> say a phrase, mm-hmm. and uh, it simplifies the complexity of mental health. Mm-hmm. And that phrase is retirement blues. Mm-hmm. So, did you know that when a man retires, <laughs> that he is five to six percent has a five to six percent higher increase of mental health mm. disorders, disease, conditions, mm-hmm. then some, well, while he was still working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because you think it's all, I'm gonna retire, I'm not gonna live my best life, mm-hmm. and then and then suddenly your routine has changed. There is no re- routine anymore. Your routine is sedentary, you know? And so we don't talk enough about men's mental health in general, but we never talk about men's mental health who are of retired, retiree age, or women's, but to be fair, or women's either, but men's mental health when they retire. Mm-hmm. Uh, men's suicide is much higher mm-hmm. than women's. Mm-hmm. And I think it's 
beyond time we start talking about what happens when you're 62, 65, and you out there, and we think as children you're living your best life because mm-hmm. you don't have to get up like we do in the morning. But in reality, that depression can can mm-hmm. get there, mm-hmm. and you can stay stuck in it, and then they're a completely different person than they were when mm-hmm. they were working mm-hmm. every single day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's odd that you bring that up because I live with that every day. You know, I watch that. And uh, it's up close and personal because my husband, he's 67. He retired at 56, you know, and um, and he was very outgoing. And to see the depression, the roller coaster, mm-hmm. how that impacts. And he was one of those old school men that he takes care of his family. He, mm-hmm. he provides, he, you know. And all of this and you had to go through the issue of then my income outgrew his income and and for us to still be I, I, I still know the guy that I have and that he's from that era of I take care and everything yeah, everything he has takes care of me mm-hmm. but at the same time not getting up going to work I mean he was on that job for 34 years and it took a big toll on him mm, I bet he it did. did not say it but looking at the symptoms, he started having more ailments. Um, he started his appetite change. You mm-hmm. know, there are different things. He started um, not putting things where they would normally be mm-hmm. on his normal day, day with right. his routine because the routine is off, you know. And being able to know that, I was able to not be accusatory when he's doing these things, but I could be able to say, okay. I understand what he's going through. Nothing that we have to sit down and talk about because sometimes talking isn't the issue. But I I own knowing what was going on and didn't make the matter worse. You know, yeah. because, you know, what good would I be towards his mental health if just because mm, you acting like you got an attitude today, mm, mm-hmm. you can't go and pick up this today, right. you know, just because mm, he, he didn't know what to do that day, you know, well... That didn't that's help. Not really, that's yeah, not helpful. That's not, that's help. not helpful. Is that helpful? <laughs> it might no. be irritating, right, but it's right. not helpful. Is that helpful? No, it's yeah. not helpful, you know? And uh, a lot of us just owning our accountability. Yeah, we talk about men's health, but women, we have to be accountable for our role. In, in how we mental, impact men's mental, mental health. health. We do. Yeah. They need yeah. us in so many ways, whether we're their mate, whether their mother, or whether their sibling, or their boss, or their subordinate in a job. They need us. They do. And um, they Bless do. And, and I'm going to say this about women, and it's not going to be mm-hmm. positive mm-hmm. because it be. often <laughs> it, it's transparent. Mm-hmm. Often what happens is we are broken. We're not whole ourselves. And then so what we do, because you know we do this, Terry, what we do is we say, oh, I'm going to stockpile this. I'm going to stockpile this. Oh, okay. And then when I feel like attacking him, for all the things I said he didn't do or didn't do right, or we talked about ten years ago that we thought well, I he thought we resolved, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna spit shoot all that out to you at one time, and then you're essentially giving armor to add to his already yeah. inability to feel well, healthy mentally. Yeah, well, I don't put them in the class of women. I put them in the class of girls because women <laughs> are true love. You don't 
make a list of wrongs. Love doesn't do that. I will and if agree. you're doing, if you're you. going to do that, then you're still yeah. on that shallow that little girl. You're still and you're that in that girl. little girl. So you're not yeah. on my realm. And I understand that's why y'all do. That's why you where you are. And you you in that conversation. That's why your mental health is right, up. right, so right. Because women don't do that. And when right. you love, you don't make a list of wrongs. Because when you make that Preach. first thing, <laughs> Preach it. How can you get past the first thing without? in the back of your mind seeing everything that you did wrong. All them lies that you told, yeah. all that stuff you did with the door closed. How yeah. can you make a list on anybody? Yeah. So real love doesn't do that. It doesn't. It doesn't do that. It doesn't. Real do love it. makes you vulnerable that you don't do that to them even if they do it to you. Right. And you love them anyway. Right. That's real love. So well, those, when you, when you have self-love, <laughs> when you get to a place of authenticity Bingo. and self-love, that would never cross your mind anyway. Right. Because right. you already know how it feels to be like that. So you would right. never use ammunition right. against someone that right. you love who is healing, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. Um, because you've healed or yeah. you're still in the act you're still actively yeah. in the healing process. So right. you would never and I don't care whether it's your intimate partner, your son, your sibling, your whoever, right. your best male friend, whatever it is, you never do that to another right. human being. Right. You I need think to hear this, it, yeah. that is inappropriate yeah. and that is immature. Yeah. And you Never do that to another. If you stoop to that level, you got a long way to right, go to living right. authentically and being healed yourself. Right. And you've said that in, in many other uh, past programs that all because you can, you know, you can spew all this out about your opinion, your judgment. And I got family members that do that. They ready to give their opinion. It doesn't make it right. Yeah. You know? And um, it, it doesn't. It's only your version. It doesn't make it true. True, right. And so, and a lot of us along our journey, you don't know those words. They can bring people to life, but you can also kill people. And guess what? That's at your hand. Let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about, we know the damage that bullets can do, right? Mm -hmm. We know the damage hammers and knives and all this yeah, can do yeah. to the human yeah. body. Let's talk about emotional triggers. Let's talk about that for a moment and men's mental health. Because that's really what we're saying is, as women, as girls, you can stockpile that ammunition and then you put your hand on the trigger and you, you pull it and you say and or do all the things you know are going to be negatively impactful to, to this person that you're in this argument, disagreement, experience with, and you just trigger, 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 trigger. That is one of the signs of emo lack, a lack of emotional intelligence is when you intentionally harm someone emotionally because you've defense. been harmed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, and I, it's you're right. I used mechanism. to always say, just because you recognize you're a bitch doesn't give you permission right. to continue to be one. Right. It's right. that simple. Right. Um, right. When you recognize that in yourself and you're like, you know what? I don't like who I am when I'm that way and I'm going to fix that. Mm -hmm. Then you work to improve, man, improve it. Mm -hmm. What else? What other? I know you've been... Um, studying. What other facts do you have about mental health or any kind of um, well, I mean, anecdotes just, you want to share? It that all you know? just boils back down to you know, it just I, I it just goes back to the reason why you need to hear this. This podcast was created is because of the whirlwind of life that we're all going through, and maybe COVID had a chance to bring it to light, but we're not living our authentic self. So, what can we do? you know, share our journey on some of the great milestones that we've accomplished because since starting this and living it out, and it wasn't that 
we had the podcast and living out it was learning from life and then let's talk about it in a podcast so mm-hmm. living our authentic self is one of the best things that you know it's what you wake up to live for you know what i mean mm-hmm. there's there's expectations are gone you know as so to speak and you have no idea what the next day is going to bring i don't know it might be chicken might be feathers but it's going to be a day and i can still tackle it with my most authentic self why because one those barriers so mental health is very crucial because it leads to physical health mm-hmm. so uh one thing to keep in mind is that physical ailments is sedentary to what initiated it mm-hmm. if it's something physical in your body it started That's as a thought it mm-hmm. started as an emotion mm-hmm. it started as a feeling that you held on for so long that while you were feeling that certain hormones and the body's chemicals were doing their thing and they kept doing it while you're feeling it so if you felt sad and you stayed feeling sad for so long the endorphins and how the body work kept doing that while you're feeling and then it developed a fingerprint it started making the blood pressure high and so now you have high blood pressure or it may and i don't know i'm not a clinician i'm not a doctor or nothing but i do know what i know (laughs) and we've lived life and we went to the doctor enough i've had enough ailments to know that this all started with stress most of my ailments all start with stress yeah that's just all it is to it and it has nothing to do with me being a woman so that's how i can help with men's mental health and let me know recognizing that if i got something going wrong go back to the root go back into our program start at the beginning i did challenge y'all to take the journey with us man go back and identify your first most happiest moment go back and identify the very first thing that you can imagine that hurt you to your core and let's stay there for a moment. Mm-hmm. And I believe we can start opening the door and peeling back some of them layers that are keeping us from living our most authentic self. And in essence, you're working on mental health. You know, yeah. it just, it just you, works out. You that really way. are. And that's why, um, although the podcast is called mm-hmm. You Need to Hear This Sis, really mm-hmm. everyone, yeah. it, can ben- <laughs> it can benefit everyone. Yes, it does. Um, and yes, it I mean, does. the activities and the the um sessions or you know podcasts that we have can benefit mm-hmm. whoever which is mm-hmm. why um we do have some non-binary mm-hmm. um folks listening to us and joining us in the 25 countries that we're we're currently in what i want to do as we prepare to close out is to continue on with what you're saying and how we can um help a man who mm-hmm. is dealing with mental illness or struggling with their mental health in, mm-hmm. in some way. First of all, we need to understand that supporting them in their journey is critical. Um, and so yeah. for those of you fellas, ladies who are listening, if you have someone in your life or if this is you who feels like you're at the infancy stages of trying to get mentally healthy or living mm-hmm. authentically, mm-hmm. do what what Terry said, and that is to go all the way back to the beginning of this podcast two, two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And walk through the journey with us. And when I say with us, I mean that. Because yes. we share our own personal, intimate mm-hmm. stories with you. We both talked about our sons. Mm-hmm. Um, today, Terry shared about you know her daughters and how she raised them as well. But speaking specifically for men, some of the ways that we can help them in our lives mm-hmm. is to first understand and acknowledge what stress looks like for them, mm-hmm. in them. Um, make sure that we create a safe space to have mental health conversations with them Um, yes um, when talking about their mental health be sure that we're mindful 
of disparaging or being critical. Well, you know when you mm-hmm. stop. Mm-hmm. That's not mm-hmm. helpful to them not when they're helpful. opening up to you. Mm-hmm. So don't do that. Mm-hmm. And then be completely honest. Share your mental health story with them, yeah. okay? Because when when they see us vulnerable, mm-hmm. when you have that eye contact with mm-hmm. someone you love and you mm-hmm. care about, mm-hmm. then it opens up that safe space for them to share things with you they may have never shared with anyone else in -hmm. their entire lives. Mm -hmm. And a safe space doesn't have to be a physical area. Mm -hmm. It could be the intimacy, Mm -hmm. not sexual intimacy, the intimacy you have with that person, Mm -hmm. like I said, by looking at them face to face, by having zero distractions, just the two of you having Mm -hmm. an open, honest conversation about mental health and and how they're experiencing it or how they've experienced it or how they need you to help them right move forward mm-hmm. sometimes they want you to clap mm-hmm. when there's progress when when they see that like that they've recognized progress you don't have to recognize it yet because it's not your mental health it's their mental health so right. you clap when they feel good about said thing they made right. a decision sort of uh, we, yeah. we said good for you yeah. all right now yeah. keep yeah. it going yeah. you know that type of language. thing learn yeah. their yeah. love <laughs> language learn their mental health <laughs> language okay Absolutely. and just tell them it don't have to make sense to you sis it really doesn't. Mm-hmm. You celebrate them. You celebrate those small wins. You celebrate the big wins. If they get a promotion, that means they did something right. So celebrate them on that. Don't start talking about, so how much more money you going to bring in? Right? That <laughs> that ain't going to help. Uh-uh. You know what I'm saying? So we have to learn their love language, right. their mental right. health love language. Right. Right. And then be patient. Be kind. Be loving. Be gentle. Mm. And I guess that's all I gotta say. Yeah, well, then you said a mouthful fly. <laughs> Sis, did you hear that? On that end note, she was like, be kind. And you know, a lot of times, you know, you, you see that. That was a big rave lately. Be kind. I see the, the, uh, yard signs even in my neighborhood be kind be kind but a lot of times we got to stop for a minute and try to be just a little more kind to yourself (laughs) because we have so many self-inflicted expectations that um, we're hard on ourselves so uh, in this mental health month mental health awareness month I challenge sis and bro please be a little more kind to yourself um, be a little more patient, as Fly said. Be patient with yourself during this journey. It's not quick. And those stereotypes, um, they are not as cute as we thought they was. Oh, you a strong black woman. That's not as cute as I thought it was before. Mm-mm. And I don't like to consider myself as that. I'm a broken woman that is learning how to live her most authentic and transparent life being as vulnerable as I can mm-hmm. in the world that I know is going to hurt me. Yes. So I'm just keeping it real. I'm trying not to react in ways that I'll have to pay for these emotional temporary reactions eternally. So uh, at the end of the day, uh, <laughs> right. um, I just thank uh, you, Fly, for partnering and us still holding on no matter how long it's been. The mission is still here. We've got to Put away this old, put on the new, live our most authentic self, educate, empower, and enlighten our sisters along the way that we may be impacting our men 
in a positive way that they'll have increasingly better mental health moving forward. So, Amen. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening to uh, our very first podcast that we've had in a really long time. It is no longer Anchor by Spotify. It is Spotify Podcast, but you can still find us on Spotify as well as all the other platforms we're on. Uh, once again, we are in 25 countries now. Thank you, each and every one of you, for listening and sharing. And we have over a thousand views now, so we we know what we're saying is working. It's and Thank you guys. Um, <laughs> while we are not clinicians, uh, we care about yeah. you. Um, yeah. Your voice matters. Your experience matters, and um, that's partly why we are so transparent in our mm-hmm. own growth and development in our own mental health Absolutely. so stay tuned more to come terry any final no, words no, uh, i'm with you sis uh out there all over just gratitude again for your support uh be on the lookout you yeah. never know we got some exciting stuff coming your way uh if the last um symposium that we had in person was really a success and i'm looking forward to our next yeah, one me too. Uh, we may have some giveaways along the while mm-hmm. uh, looking forward to some responses on our website noregulargirl.org um, and yeah just uh, until next time yeah and with that being said i am five girl tw and i am terry d peace and love peace